0: hello what's up how you doing
1: i am awesome how are you
0: i'm doing great now that you use the word awesome instead of i forget the name, uh what you are amazing exactly
1: because you you do too much you 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 do so much that you forgot the word that you supposedly amazing. don't like that i use which it's is amazing. amazing
0: yes yeah yes. i i i knew what it was i just oh
1: well, I am having an amazing day. Of course. You have
0: an amazing day as well. Yeah, I have had an awesome day. Um, it's amazing. It's amazing.
1: Uh huh, go ahead.
0: It's amazing how um, powerful your subconscious mind is once you really tap into it. And today, as well as two consecutive weeks, this week and last week. Um,
1: You know what? It's funny you...
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, Basically, I tapped in my subconscious mind and told my mind that I need to do some different things. And in two weeks and counting I've accomplished that and now it's getting to the point where I'm doing it automatic. you know what I'm saying I may want to not do a, a top uh, do a uh, whatever uh-huh. and it makes me do it anyway <laughs> and it's so crazy like working out today I did two workouts one this morning and then another one um, which I was trying to talk myself out, but the subconscious is like, nah, no, no. So yeah, I will use your word. It was amazing. It's been a
1: well. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I have one to say. Um, not regarding the su- subconscious mind, but in relation to it too. So like, um, I don't know if you know, but I am uh, currently in Chicago. And I'm gonna speak this up because I know we gotta officially start the show. But uh, I had a friend that I was thinking about and literally like not even 10, okay, now I'm finna lie, hold on. Probably like an hour later, I literally saw my friend like driving. And he was like, hey, and I was like, whoa, I was literally just thinking about you. And I was like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know, but the mind is powerful. I do want to say that. I totally agree. Um, So let me um, officially get this started. So first of all, thank you guys for being patient with us. We had a little moment, Um, (laughs) but welcome to another episode of the Heroine. I am your co-host, Ada G. Yeah, she, she got that dumb shit.
0: Um, and I'm Lamel Spain, better known as Optimus Prime.
1: And to, tonight is actually a part
2: two from last week. We have Margaret
1: on the line. Margaret, how are you doing today?
2: I am fantastic, Otta. Thank you for asking. She always. I was,
1: I was hoping that you say amazing.
2: <laughs> but fantastic. Is, fantastic is good too. <laughs>
0: Um, all right. Has so, broad uh, vocabulary, self, you. But
1: you, you know what? You can, you can think that if you choose. But I like to use certain words, and if you don't like that, you just keep that to yourself, sir. Okay. 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 <laughs> so as I stated, tonight is a part two from last week's episode, mental, uh, mental stability, and what we were talking about was the correlation between uh, spirituality and. Uh, I think, yeah, mental against ability when it comes to weight loss. Um, So this is a part two. The conversation last week was very, very, very insightful. If you have not listened to it, I suggest you guys listen to that. Uh, But this is gonna be part two of that. And Margaret, if you could, could you please once more introduce yourself and what you do? Cause last week it was in and out. I feel like we got some good reception right now. And uh, I had people like, "What I heard, some of she had great advice and blah blah." blah. And I was like, "Don't worry, we got a part." Well, of shut up
0: and let her. talk." <laughs> stop, stop, stop.
1: You, 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 know what? You're doing a lot right now, and I don't know why, but I need you to just chill, okay? Let me, let me introduce Margaret the way that I choose to because she's amazing.
2: Okay? So, I hope you, you like. Oh. You two are you two are awesome. <laughs> you, just, you just are straight up awesome thank you so much for having me uh last week and again for part two and um i do have better reception this evening so um i will uh, um just for the listeners say again what my work is as a transitional living consultant so what i do um is that I work as an allied healthcare professional, primarily with individual clients and patients, but sometimes with partners and families and teams, um, and on occasion as a participant in um, social case management teams. Um, And what I do is that I coach and train and educate and mentor people um, right alongside their doctors and surgeons and therapists and parents and teachers um, to raise their state of wellness so literally to move them from one place in their lives to another from goal to goal often over many years and through unrest and sometimes trauma sometimes disease and often opportunity so um, in that work i use a lot of different modalities exercise nutrition coaching mindset stuff um, you name it to sort of tap into all of the spheres of meaning to human beings whether that's physical or mental emotional spiritual social um, and the objective is to help them build or stabilize and to elevate themselves in their professions or their occupations, in their relationships, um, with their money matters, in their education, in matters related to their health, um, legacy building, in the arrest of diseases. Um, and then what i will call issues of the soul. So the work is broad, it's all encompassing, extremely interesting and tremendously satisfying.
1: I, you know, Margaret, i don't even know what to say after that. Um I I, I just think you are awesome in every aspect and You know i know uh i don't know i know well i do know in depth like what you do per se however uh i think that you period are an amazing woman just for from what the conversations that we've had and the things that you're doing just learning how to swim doing triathlon like you 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 do it all and Um. you you bring that this what you do personally um, you 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 bring it also to your clients because you're helping them in every aspect. The scene from what you describe uh, in their life, and that that is amazing to to be um,
2: all things to a client. You know. Well, it's very interesting that you um, said that, and I appreciate those very kind words because um, as kind of part two. You know as we get to that this evening i mean there are really two concepts that jump off the page for me um and they are um having clarity of purpose mm. that's number one and number two Is being the change you want to see, being about it as opposed to talking about it or thinking about it or dreaming about it or dwelling on it, being about it. Um, So, those two concepts um, for me are ones that we should uh, dive deep into this evening. Um, And, you know, the connectors to that get us there are you know, all the groundwork that we laid um, last week in terms of the stuff that we touched on, you know, meaning that, you know, we talked about the difference between religion and spirituality, meaning spirituality Mm -hmm. is more of an inner thing, a personal thing, a thing about a state of being or feeling that's internal that leads people to peace and wholeness. We talked, LaMelle um, mentioned about how when as human beings we can tap into those six higher faculties um, that we are really building a connection to our own higher power and we discussed how in you know kind of a bit of detail that the state of being that we experience when we are in a state of spiritual health Um, it's feelings, but those feelings are reflected outwardly in a set of practices or behaviors that can include everything from just being open-minded in your dealings with other humans, to being curious, to being reflective, meditative, personally disciplined, Mm -hmm. generosity in your spirit, and having an ability to silence your own mind when it needs to be silenced um so you know really these behaviors that are kind of observable in people um these things then lead and go hand in hand with that mental stability or that mental health which again is juxtaposed to the absence of any sort of mental illness so um being able to either check oneself for this stuff, depression, anxiety, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and then the whole roster of personality disorders. Um, You know, we either need to know where we are um, Mm -hmm. or have others to help us know where we are so that we can get an honest appraisal of what our starting point is and then go from there. because this has a tremendous bearing on a person's ability to successfully lose weight or mm-hmm. successfully do just lots and lots of other things that may be important um, in their in their lives.
1: I totally agree. I think uh, you had said about uh, clarity that's just very, very important to know um, you know what you want to do and how you're gonna uh, attack your goals and uh it's even more important when you have someone who's not clear about what they want and then you have someone like in your profession that's with someone and you like okay you can notice well this is what you really need help in or this is where this is where you should probably start with to get you to your goals because some people they literally don't know where to start and if they do have a mental illness, they just like, well, like I said, they, they want, they probably want to help or, I mean, not help, but, you know, do better for themselves, but
2: they're like, what step do I take next? Well, that's, that's correct. So, you know, in the, um, that's, a, that's absolutely on point and, um, part of being, um, Um, a real advocate in an allied healthcare profession such as the one that I have is um, you know I have really focused on developing um, some specific expertise over the last 10 years that I've been practicing and uh, first and foremost is the skills of evaluation uh, Mm -hmm. to to be able to assist people to actually know exactly where they are You know, for example, a client, a young woman, um, this is a true story. This is a true client. Um, You know, she was um, 19 years old when she came to me and she sat down in front of me and she said, I had a baby when I was 16. I don't have a husband and I live in Section 8 housing. I am in college and I work at McDonald's and I'm studying to be a nurse. And I realized that in order to be a good professional and a good parent, I would have to lose weight and be healthy and know how to stay that way. Mm. And I listened very carefully to this young lady. And the first thing she did was get out her checkbook and pay in full for six months of personal training sessions with me. Oh, wow. And, And in that moment, I realized about that young woman that my job was not actually to help her lose weight, but in fact, my job was to assist her to break a cycle of poverty. That that was the job. And four years later, she graduated from high school, uh, from college, excuse me, and there were many points where I assisted her to do a lot of stuff along the way, and I received probably the nicest, most heartfelt text message from a client that I ever received because we succeeded in that goal. She had her own car, she had a good job, she was a graduate, she had, did I say a home? Her child had childcare and all was good in her universe.
0: That's awesome. I think, I- um, I think one thing that sticks out with your story, uh, which is powerful is you use the acronym that we try to use and team together everybody achieves more correct like it wasn't about you it was about her and trying to get her to get across the finish line um you know when i listen to you it reminds me of uh, when I played little league football. I'm gonna be short auto shut up. (laughs) Um but my best friend, he was the star and I was okay with that because everybody knew, you know, that he was the glamorous one, the fast one and all that stuff. And I was okay with being the role of being the blocker to make sure that he got the touchdown. And I felt like he scored, I scored, we scored, we win. Correct. And listening to your story, that's what it reminds me of. It wasn't about you, per se. It was about helping that young lady, you know, um, see where she was and how to get to where she wanted to go.
2: That's right. That, that's that's exactly right, and that's that, that's that clarity piece, and what you know, kind of connecting back to what Ada said that sometimes people, well, what stuck out head and shoulders above others about this particular young woman that I just uh, reflected on, was the fact that she could pull out her checkbook and write a check, and pay in full for those lessons. It showed commitment. It showed a seriousness of purpose. It showed an absolute drive. She was clear that she was going somewhere. She wasn't exactly able to sort of conceptualize the bigger picture, but she knew she was headed somewhere away from where she was. And that that was a terribly sophisticated thought for someone who was 18 years old, and I was impressed by her from day one and I invested in her and invested in her and invested in her and it was one of the most um, satisfying successes um, and and stories of achievement that I've ever um, had any connection to, I was so proud. Let me, I wanna say
1: real quickly why I love that story, one from what you just uh, pointed out, the her dedication was already there when she wrote the check. Correct. But what was beautiful about that story was she gave you a small uh, synopsis of what was going on in her life, and you knew that you need to help her in a whole different way. And I think as like trainers, coaches, we we meet people, and yeah, you come to me to lose, you come to me to lose weight, and I can um, reach you or we can uh form a bond in a whole different way that helps you further along in life i think that's the beautiful thing about like meeting people and just like not even trying to like hear their whole story but naturally it comes out because we're working with each other every day and stuff like that and then you were able to like pinpoint that immediately you know what i mean like yeah you want to work on weight and and i see that you're dedicated so boom but i'm I'm gonna help you in this way as well
2: well yeah the um the thing about about having a capability to do that is um, is the ability to establish right away with people um, a, a, a bedrock of trust they trust you they like you um, they believe they believe in you um, and um, that is a really crucial thing when you're in in a, um, in any sort of a coaching, mentoring role. Mm-hmm. People have to respect you, they have to like you, and they definitely have to trust you because over the time I knew her and worked with her, well, and I also have a philosophy, you know, that once a person is a client or a patient of mine, they always are. I mean, she could call me up tomorrow and, um, you know, I would just step right back in. <laughs> Uh, Paid or unpaid, I would step back in, you know, if she if she needed something. Um, It was um, a long time that I worked with her again, you know, over a period of about four years. there, There was also a situation where, you know, she was in the middle of her schooling. She was two years in and she took some sort of important test about calculating medication. And um, she failed the test by two points and so she had an opportunity to retest and so we coached about that you see you know she would come to the gym and we would do her exercise and I would coach her on food and she would do her workouts and whatever but we'd really talk about this other stuff about school and about home and about this and about you know, how her son was and what were the obstacles. I mean, and this went on for a really long time. I mean, there were a a lot of turns in the road. Anyway, she took the test again, and she failed it again, this time by one point. And the consequence was that she was dismissed from the program. Hello. Yes, hello. Ada, can you hear me i am i am
1: here are you okay, okay. yeah okay, okay well stop interrupting margaret's story
2: Please <laughs> finish Margaret. I did. In, any, in, in any case um wow. uh what happened was that um I, I said to her well i can't make any promises of course, but what I can do is I would be more than happy to write a letter on your behalf to the dean of your um, college and simply uh, um, state for her what my experience has been of you as a client and as a person. Because in my way of thinking, good professionals Um, Now, granted, if you're a nurse, you must know how to do your med calculations, of course, but I'm sure that if your pressure at home wasn't so steep this week, for example, that if you were given another opportunity to take that test, you'll pass it. And what I'd like to point out and highlight for this dean of your university is your character qualities your seriousness of purpose how dedicated you've been in your training how successful you've been at losing weight how you pay in full for your sessions how you always come on time how you follow directions and you follow the program how you are open-minded to change and how determined you are to go from point a to b These are qualities that people want in professionals, and I would be more than happy to let your dean know that I've experienced these things of you for two years." She said, she looked at me wide-eyed. First, she looked at me wide-eyed, like a deer in the headlights, and she said, "Would (laughs) would you really do that for me? And I said, of course, I would do that for you. So I did. And lo and behold, like three months later, she got a letter in the mail from the dean that said, we have reviewed your file and your case and we have determined that we would like to offer you um, entrance back into the program beginning the fall of whatever year it was. They brought That's her awesome. back, right? You know, so, so this is another one of these things where um, when you are clear about your purpose Mm -hmm. you are are not deterred
1: that's true so true you know I had wanted to talk about really quickly because you were talking about basically um, how it's easier and I know for sure you can relate to this uh, to not only help clients in those difficult times because you you actually do it as well you know, LaMille trains, uh, he trains himself and others, me being one, being example. And I know you do the same. So like when clients come and they need that extra push, you've we've already been through it, you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And it's like I can I can give you the best advice ever because I've experienced this and it's all about what you're going to do with it after you're
0: you're instructed what okay. to do. I think for me, is I've always been the type of person that I—not saying I don't respect people—but I will respect a coach, especially in football, that was in the that lived in the trenches. Mm-hmm. And if they tell me to do something, I could say, "Okay, he know what he talked about." Yeah, opposed to. A coach that I feel just read that in the book or they saw it on SportsCenter and they like, try this. It's like, no, I'm not doing that because you don't even know if this works. So how are you expecting me to have full faith in what you're saying? I'm not disrespecting you as a coach, but at the same time, I don't really give you all the credit, so to speak. Ask the coach because it's like
2: you don't know (laughs) you can only go for so far because you ain't never felt it you ain't never done it and
1: um, well that's
2: that's that's the aspect excuse me for interrupting you but that's exactly right and that's the piece that at the beginning we were talking about it is this is being the change being Mm -hmm. about being about it when you are a coach or a trainer and you can mentor people because you are either right there side by side with them at the same time or you've had this experience in your own life Um, so being about it is really is a real really powerful teaching tool for sure Mm -hmm.
1: definitely
2: I mean that's that's always been the
0: case like when I would talk to individuals whether they were males or females um it's like dude I, I've been there you know I know what you may not know your pain or what you're going through but I have and then I share some of the things that I went through and even with what I'm currently dealing with it's like dude I know I know I mean I know I know you know what I'm saying I ain't, I ain't had Situations I've been to the dark side, and and all that, the depression and all that and nature. So, when I speak, I'm not speaking off of knowledge, even though I do have knowledge and I do read. But I say 95% of what I'm expounding upon. It's experience. Like I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm standing on what I know, you know, and my experiences. Definitely.
1: So, t- going back to what we were talking about last week regarding um, mental illness, because I thought that that was, uh, you know, and we kind of talked about it afterwards, uh, but I think that's a huge point that you know we don't even think about when it comes to um training people now margaret you might because you you're actually in that in the field where you you know with with the hospital and that with the correlation with the hospital with uh, the clients but some people um you know you that comes out later and it's a huge part when you're trying to um encourage someone And you know we're talking about spirituality and mental uh uh, what am I talking about mental stability you know like you have to I guess like know how to reach that person differently because sometimes that their diagnosis is not always just out in the open you know
2: well that's um you know and well yeah mental 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 illness like mental health on a continuum it's like can be a little bit more or a little bit less or it can be a lot more or a lot less I mean it's like a slot it's like a slot it's like move your volume control to the left or the right that's kind of the metaphor for mental illness mental mental uh, wellness and you know sometimes what we are faced with is not really um, an individual Um, who is diagnosable along those um, medical continuums that i mentioned that you know are in the dsm uh, diagnostic manual statistical references but often we are just dealing with regular human beings who come to life with um what are referred to as Cognitive distortions, which are literally mistakes in the way that people think about things, um, and there's science and theories that suggest that people um, evolved these um, cognitive distortions or errors in thinking um, as a way to, um, you know, preserve themselves or to preserve the species over millennia but um the real fact of the matter is that this stuff gets in the way of people making progress and getting about being their goals you know Mm -hmm. when a person is looking at the world through a lens where they're constantly catastrophizing or making everything personal or you know um, discounting everything that's positive you know they can't get to that gratitude place when they're Mm. polarized and you know they're emotionally reasoning all over the place I mean these aren't diagnosable mental illnesses but they are problems with literally how people think and so a lot of coaching is about um, supporting people to Fix and address the way that they think about things,
0: mm. in order,
2: in order for them to then be able to change their behavior. Would you
0: um? Would you say that what you just expounded upon um, comes from like uh, childhood? Uh, I'm not going to say upbringing, but childhood, um, way of living, you know, like how they, you know, definitely,
2: definitely, definitely comes from, um, it's, it's, it's in some ways. Um, I mean, there is an argument to be made that some of it is hardwired on just the human DNA, but it is certainly, it's like, um, Pouring gasoline uh, onto the situation and then lighting a match if the person has any sort of, you know, social deprivation, poverty, abuse, trauma, um, you name it. I mean, they're, you know, because you grew because up I, in <laughs> the
0: environment that you grew up in or around.
2: Cor- correct.
0: Because but. as we are talking, I can't recall the individuals that I grew up with, it was a, uh, it was it was the norm to think a certain way and if you think that certain way then you were kind of weird or you were kind of like the outcast or picked upon so you adopted that way of thinking so that you didn't get picked on even though you knew that that was the wrong way of thinking but adopted it and you um yeah you adopted it to you know be accepted and a part of your environment
2: well this is an, this is another big area of coaching for me in, in my practice. I mean there are many individuals many different individuals who come to their adult lives having had experiences in their family culture, in their socioeconomics, where they lived, Um, you know, even, you know, people who are, you know, kind of trapped in a body, if you will, who, you know, have issues with, you know, non-heteronormative sexuality, for example. I mean, there are all kinds of people that have... Um, needed to evolve certain ways of thinking and behaving to in their mind protect themselves from either real or perceived negative consequences that may come to them for being more open more genuine more honest about who they really are and so part of really effective coaching and mentoring and teaching and training is about building um that sense of courage in an individual that sense of trust um through being disciplined and being accountable and being caring and being open-minded and and being generous for example um so these things are also not things that are usually fixed in a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. It takes quite a bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, it takes quite a bit of time. Um, but again, being clear about the why and the what of what one's goals are, whether it's weight loss or, as I said earlier, you know, breaking a cycle of poverty that's connected to weight loss, right? Right because we know that um, you know often those two things go hand in hand you know if people are not educated or not exposed to or don't have the availability to get to high quality food or
0: or what i learned in grad school um, we looked at a study where um your education level like the higher your education level the more you see uh, fitness and your health as being important. Um, mm-hmm. If you have a high school or less, you don't really view it as important. For one, you got to work all the time because, I mean, you can't really live off of a school diploma, you know what I'm saying, and get quality um, um, income usually but at the same time you know um we we looked at how you know the 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 higher you went the more you view how health was a major key to your success so um i would say education too
2: 100 100 which is why i chose to highlight that story at the beginning of the show about the young woman in nursing school i mean she was so bright and so brave because she stepped totally out of her family culture knowing that she was risking she was ostracized left and right by her own sister her own aunt she experienced, you know, being maligned and being talked down to and being, you know, what are you doing this for? What are you doing that for? All the na- And it's she... really, it
1: seemed like it's always the people that's closest to you. Uh, if, if you don't have a good bunch of people that's motivating you, you definitely have a lot with a lot of negativity uh, just throwing away because it's something that they're not doing because you're, you're stepping outside the norm.
2: Correct. That's correct. And, you know, part of that, you know, so, so part of that psychology is um, that the folks that want to throw the shade on other people's game, that comes from, you know, their own fears and their own insecurities and their own inability to have a vision for themselves that's any better than what they, where they are. And so... When a person um, you know, shows uh, real initiative and real promise, and like I said, this one was, she was just bright and brave, and those are qualities that we all want to look around and support. And to the best of our ability, we want to surround ourselves with people who are bright and brave.
1: Definitely, I had wanted to add uh, to, and this is a perfect example about the young lady you're talking about, Margaret. Um, you know, Lamell, you were talking about the correlation between education and like uh, healthy eating, and uh, I however, I, I do think that is true. Um, but we also talked on, we spoke about, I think, in a couple podcasts before this one, how um, you know, as how we need to do our own due diligence when it comes to what's good for us and what we think is good for us and that's kind of like what the young lady did like you know she knew where she was at and she knew where she wanted to be so you know we start we have to start making like better choices um for ourselves
2: that's 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 correct i mean and i think that one of the um the true um strokes of brilliance on the part of this young person was the fact that she was willing to submit herself to being accountable to someone else that she knew knew more about it than she did in her effort to want to learn? Because, you know, um, it is confusing out in the world. I've had more than one client say that to me. I had another young woman who I started working with when she was. 31 years old, and when she was 29 years old, she had had colorectal cancer. And she was as tiny as a minute. I'm telling you, she weighed, weighed like 104 pounds when I first met her, and her thing was, this was her thing. She came to me, and this, see, this often happens. And this often happens with women who say, I want to lose weight. Often the weight of one's body is the presenting issue. But really when you're a skilled um, allied healthcare professional, trainer, coach, transitional living consultant, whatever your title is, you're skilled at it, really all you do is you scratch the surface and you realize what the true issue is because it's right there. And for this young woman, she, man, she was in the gym every morning. She was there at 7.30 before work. She was slinging weights around like there was no tomorrow.
1: She was focused.
2: Yes, she was. She came to my office and she said, you know, I'm doing all this stuff, but I'm not really getting the results I want. What I want is to be jacked. I want to be strong. I want to gain weight and I'm listening to her story and it struck me in about 15 minutes that really what she wanted to lose was the fear of dying from breast cancer because every person in her family for generations going back three or four all the women had had breast cancer and she'd already had cancer. So this young woman was living in fear every single day that she was going to get cancer and die. And she figured that if she made herself really strong, that wasn't going to happen to her. Well, on a level, she was kind of right, right? She was kind of right. But what she, but what we did together, now this one, this one also was a tremendous, tremendous story i worked with her for probably four years she gained 12 or 14 pounds of lean muscle and her pant size did not even change she still looked like she weighed 104 pounds but she was a lot thicker um she had grown up in you know the the um in a blue-collar area in um, Pittsburgh, and every single one of her members of her nuclear family had also had cancer. Her wow. mom had her mom had breast cancer. Her dad had skin cancer. Her brother, uh, her dad had prostate cancer. Pardon me. Her brother had skin cancer, and she had colorectal cancer. So, mm-hmm. kind of like you want to say, "Boy, there's something in the water." yeah right yeah. right but could but, it be,
0: uh, could it be that you know I thought Pittsburgh was like the
2: coal mining could it that's be- cor- that's correct. it's that oh. but it's that that three rivers area where those three rivers come together That's so when I say there was something there were lots of pollutants around in the air and the water. Uh-huh. I mean, you kind of name it, there was a lot plus though she said to me, my family has the typical terrible. American junk foodie diet,
1: mm,
2: right? That makes so, it worse. Correct. So there were lots of things that we needed to do. Um, we first um, helped her to lose her real addiction to sugar because cancer and sugar are not friends. And then, um, this young woman had always been a music person and she was in the band in high school and she was not an athlete well in like four years of training her she said to me one day do you think i could run a 5k and i looked at her and i said you could absolutely run a 5k so what did she do but go sign herself up for a 10k wow (laughs) Then she became uh, a certified American College of Sports Medicine trainer. Oh my. And then she became a Spartan racer. And last year during COVID, she ran a virtual marathon.
1: That's amazing.
2: Yes, and she's been cancer-free for all these years. I think I met her, I wanna say in 2013. So she's been cancer-free now for over 10 years do you do you think that um and i
0: just want to listen to your story again you think also it was a mind thing when you tapped into her mind to get her to understand that you know she had more control over her situation than she had given herself to
2: one one hundred percent because that's what let her lose the fear
1: yeah.
2: That's it, what, it also
1: sound like though, she, you, you gave her, you were like a support system too. You know, when somebody believes in you, it seemed like it's a little, it gives you that extra push. Like, man, yeah, you can do this.
2: Yeah. No, no, no question about it. And she really, she caught, she caught the bug. She really did. I had her, I had her sipping the fitness wellness kool-aid and, <laughs> and she she took off she she absolutely took off and um honestly you've just just about never seen a more physically beautiful person than this young woman she has a smile that just lights up the world and it has been such a joy for me to you know follow her on instagram and watch all of her doings and stuff because she's absolutely adorable and sweet as the day is long. And now she is strong. And again, she's fearless. And she, that you know, the person that ran a marathon is the same one who just looked at me and said, do you think that I can run a 5K? And it's just amazing to see how people grow and how they evolve when you know they just have that that education and that support and that encouragement and you know that constant motivation and that belief and also you know inclusion in a community you know mm-hmm. these are these are all parts of these are all parts of the whole that build um, mental health. And that build again the spiritual health because um, people take these bits and pieces um, from their trainer or their coach, um, and they expand on them in their own life. You know the you know the the practices that we were talking about. You know personal practices that lead to you know like a spiritual foundation. I mean they can be. Anything from meditating to sitting down quietly in your kitchen on a Monday morning and writing out your grocery list. I mean, it doesn't have to be something that we, you know, spirituality doesn't necessarily have to be something that we directly tie into that higher power or, you know, otherworldliness. although all behaviors lead there. You know, because in the practice of keeping care of your refrigerator and your kitchen, and your cooking, and what goes in your body, you really are um, making efforts to preserve that um, that temple, temple, that temple. You, you,
1: That's right. I'm glad you you said that, Margaret, because like what I've noticed, um, and I said this last week with me was. Um, Once I started like taking the small steps in becoming Mm -hmm. healthier, I just started wanting to do better things to continue to stay healthy. So that Mm -hmm. like changed that, that changed um, how I ate. And like if I was drinking, not that I drank a lot anyway, but like I really wasn't a big drinker, but like I just started um, gravitating to things that's going to help me be healthier, feel better. Then I want to look better. Like it, it, just changes your. It's it's amazing how like one thing can change other
0: aspects in your life.
2: That's right. That's right. It's like um. I'm oh, sorry, oh, Lamant. Oh,
0: uh-huh. no, I was gonna let you finish, but I was gonna say we have to come to a close soon because we're almost at the tomorrow.
1: mark. Oh. <laughs> I <laughs> I enjoy talking to y'all. Yeah, we we, 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 we are gonna have that. To do a part that.
2: <laughs> um,
1: okay well so, do do you want to do the the last do you the last i guess last statements before we close out
2: well i mean i think that one of the things that we probably haven't touched on that is definitely do some discussion is what are the activities actually that sort of tap into that like parasympathetic nervous system of ours that we all are wired with so the, acti- the actual activities that help promote a sense of um, mindfulness and inner calm and inner peace there's really kind of a roster of them and yeah. um mm-hmm. and so these are um you know for example if you have a client or a colleague or a sister or a brother who's like jangling off the chain with anxiety right i mean they may not have a diagnosable anxiety uh disorder but you know living one's life in a perpetual state of anxiety is not really comfortable for that individual for the people around them or that person's internal organs so they may benefit for example from being coached or mentored or shown uh, invited into you know let's take a walk in the woods let's go look at pretty flowers, let's go swimming, let's listen to music, you know, all of these activities, there's specific things that we can cultivate practices in that really help us physically, mentally, spiritually, and so forth. So that's a whole discussion. We'll talk about that
0: next.
1: Wait a second, I want to respond to that. I no, want. We, we we we, 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 got, we got eight minutes. I just want. We got eight minutes. We, we're okay. Listen, I just want to say really quick. As we say stuff that I want to respond to. I just want to say, like, um, first of all, you are absolutely correct, and um, you brought up like simple things that we can do because everyone always think you gotta like wow out and go to the gym and go take a walk, go go go, like you said, swimming go just go do a, a, a small activity that takes your mind off things practice breathing and then breathing and another go, exactly you know?
2: uh-huh
1: that's all I wanted to say LaMail
2: <laughs> <laughs> so um, LaMail I don't want to stress you out um, <laughs> but I do have to follow up uh, with Ada's comment to say that um, I started okay I've been training for this triathlon that I'm doing since January. And you know, because I am a dual certified master level trainer, I mean, I can train myself to a degree, all right? Mm-hmm. So I hired two coaches uh, because again, my philosophy is I need to be always teaching and learning. And I have a mobility coach because I'm 60 years old and I don't wanna kill myself. And I have a, an athletic trainer who's a sports specific trainer and she's a professional triathlete and people actually pay her. She's a sponsored athlete to win races and this woman is 50 and absolutely awesome. This, oh, wow. is what she, this is what she said to me yesterday as she was going over my program for the week. She said, Margaret, make sure you take your rest days, take a walk, you know, easy, mm-hmm. easy swim play yeah. some music because that's when you consolidate your gains that's when
1: totally.
2: that's when you know all the work you do in the gym and all the work you do in the kitchen that's when it all comes together on the day that you rest so yeah. um yeah parasympathetic nervous system activities very important we'll yes. talk about that next week Okay, oh, <laughs> <the> <laughs> I want That's to say true.
1: I got one more thing to say. Wait, wait, wait! I just want no. to say this is the last time. This is it. Uh, look, I want we to got, say, Shut up, Blue you You wasting the time. I want to say to our listeners that uh, <laughs> she she had brought up that she's sixty. She's sixty and she looks amazing. <laughs> you look you could great. That for next week, I'm. I'm. Really, listen. Okay. All right. All right. So. First of all, I want to thank everyone for listening to our podcast tonight. Thank um, you, Ada. Thank, thank <laughs> you, Margaret, again, for coming on. Um, please have a nice night, day, uh, afternoon, whenever you listen to this pod- podcast. And continue to shine bright. And do not let no one dim your light.
0: And always remember to step into your greatness because you are great. And we'll see you next week.
2: Bravo, you two. Okay. All right. Good night. Good night. Good night.